What's going on, everybody? Welcome to The Obsession. I'm Carl Bethke. I'm Mike Stadler. How you doing today, Mike? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? Outstanding. Thanks for asking. Alrighty, early November here in southern <laughs> Wisconsin. Rut starting, late pre-rut. Rut starting, breeding phase is coming. Uh, rut is all the way from pre-rut through rut, through breeding, through all of that, in my opinion. Uh, but a lot of people call the rut the breeding phase, chasing phase. Uh, what do you think? Do's and don'ts. Do's and don'ts. Do's and don'ts for November. Do hunt deer. Do hunt deer. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Yep. <laughs> um, you know what? This time of year, you're going to, you know, it's funny to say it, but your food is a huge thing. Yeah. Um, these deer have been running now for a few weeks. Yep. Um, whether they're breeding or not before that, so the does have been running, the bucks have been running. Yeah. Um, slave their stomachs. Uh, you know, we like to we like to get on these food plots at night. We do. Uh, not so much in the morning. Yeah. Um, but that's a big thing. They got to water. Uh, so those are a couple of things we like to do. Yeah. You know, come this time of year. Um, you know, they're going to, these bucks, you know, typically breeding a doe 48 to 72 hours before they're moving on. Pretty much. Fish. Once they lock up with them. So, you know, and then they're looking again. Always somebody looking. So, I mean, I, I don't change the way I hunt them a lot, you know, from pre-rut into the rut as much myself. Yeah. Um, I, you know, we're always watching our entries and our exits. Yeah. You know, our mornings are... You're going to hear us hype on that. That's all, you know, everybody talk. I'll be honest with you guys. Your entry and exit should be your number one yeah, it is. thing you need to watch. There is, there is no easier way to educate deer besides screwing up your entry and exit. Checking trail cameras. You guys, this time of year, checking trail cameras. You do not check chip cameras unless you're walking by it. Do not go out in your woods and just randomly walk through your woods. And I don't mean randomly. I mean like even a, a thought of going from one spot to another spot and if the wind is correct. Because you're leaving scent. There's a scent trail no matter where you go. So leaving some stank in there. Leaving some, leaving some human stank. Some stank. Yeah. So <clears throat> you got to watch that. Uh, you know, hunting times, it can be pretty much any time of the day right now. Yeah, that's that's one thing that changes. I yeah. think you, you get your midday movement more. Yep. Um, at times. True. You know, and you know, I think a lot of it this time of year, Carl, comes down to, you know, if you're on your own property, how is your property managed? Yeah. Um, how much do those deer got to look? How much do they got to compete for those does? Yeah. Certain does that are ready. So you're talking buck to doe. Buck to doe ratios. Basically, yeah. Buck to doe ratios are really, really important this time of year. If you have a bunch of does and a few bucks, guess what? Then bucks don't have to do anything for does. Uh, matter of fact, them does are dang near walk right to them. I've seen that before when we were down there at Ridgeway area. You know, when there was like 20 does per yeah, buck. I don't know if it was that high. There's no competition. It makes your hunting, yeah. hunting a lot harder. Yeah, and you had mature bucks. I mean, big deer. <laughs> But there was almost zero bucks on it. Scrapes, yeah. rubs, any yeah, of them. They don't have to do anything. They don't have to compete. Changes their habits quite a bit. Yep. You know, and so that's 
that's a huge thing. You have to, you're going to have to take into account of how you're hunting. Um, you know, some people like it more. They say they see bigger bucks then. I don't know. I, I don't think it's any different myself, you know, between yeah. early or I should say late October to the early November part. You know, how are they going to look for those deer? You know, do you have, you know, five does to every buck? Yeah. It's not as hard for them. Right. I actually think the <laughs> biggest misconception of this time of year is that the the bigger bucks are the only bucks that breed. Yeah, that's and not true. That is not true. Matter of fact, we filmed it multiple times. They're all getting some. Yeah. Subordinate bucks will breed a doe. Yeah. And then, you know, Mr. Big's out there chasing another buck, and mm -hmm. here comes the fork horn, and he sneaks in behind her and breeds her. Yep. You know, I mean, how many times have we seen that? Or fork tank, for instance. Fork tank, yeah. Fork tank. He's a big deer, but he's just a fork. Yeah. But he would beat up on 100, you've seen him beat up a 150-inch 10-pointer, yep. and he was a big, big fork. And he just walked past the door. Yeah, he didn't care. No. Um, <clears throat> you know, I find this time of year, to me, slower. Yeah. More, you, you have to put more hours in, and you actually see less deer. It's a right place, right time. you got to have that doe come by. Yeah. Um, now... You know, like you stated earlier, you know, after they breed a doe, um, are they going to go on the search? Yeah, they go on the search again. But that's, you know, obviously you're going to sit in your transitions. Yep. Well, transition zones are great for the doe movement anyway. So, yeah, I mean, you're you still going to hunt where the does are going to travel. Yeah, 100%. You know, I, I think the only one thing, not the only thing, one of the other things this time of year is you can get them in real random spots. True. You know, where you probably never see deer. They chase through and the doe's tired of it when she lays down. Yeah. You know? Yeah. She's trying to ditch them in a thick area or something yeah. like that. She'll run bucks into into basically nowhere land and, and <laughs> try try and not ditch them that way. Uh, which might work with the younger deer, but the bigger deer already yeah. played that game multiple times. Um, do I think this is a better time of year to shoot a bigger buck? I do not. I think I think the best time of year to shoot a bigger buck is pre rut. When you can actually, when they're actually up and moving, looking for yeah. that first hot doe. I do also. Because that's when the bigger bucks. Yeah, because the, you know, the bucks that time of year, like you're talking, can be deterred. Yeah. Because they'll challenge, mm -hmm. you know, when you can go into the calling or the decoying or anything. This time of year, they, don't, they ain't leaving that doe. No. And the only, the only time they're going to challenge is if a buck's right on them. Yeah, they're not going to walk off that doe though if she's hot. Yeah, you're going to see less. You're going to see less bucks right now, um, and the, when you do see a buck, there's no guarantee it's going to be a giant, just because a doe is in estrus. Um, and the reason for that is all them bucks are going to breed, and they're probably the one. The one advantage is if you do have a hot doe, you're going to see yeah, quite a few a lot. Yeah. It'll be in. There's a time there where if you have one, like you're saying, you watch around because there's going to be straggler deer watching off. And it doesn't mean they're going to be small. No. There could be deer that have lost some battles. Yep. But are giant. Yep. It doesn't... Giant deer don't always win battles. Don't, so get that out of your head. Yeah, some of them are <laughs> passive. Yeah. You know? So there could be a giant just standing back looking for his opportunity. So, you know, you got to keep your head on a swivel. Yep. That's it. And this is the best time of year to be off them main food areas and stuff so you know you got a food plot 
you're 50 yards in off of that, yep. kind of in a staging area, or an east-west, north-south, a, a trail that travels the length of the food plot, but it's in that tree line up to 50 yards. That's going to give you a better opportunity to probably shoot a mature buck. Because yep. he's number one, he don't want to expose himself. Number two, he's going to scent check that. So you want to be on that downwind side of that food plot. Yep. Same with bedding areas, hunt the downwind side of the bedding areas, especially in the mornings because those bucks are going to come in, they're going to want to scent check those doe bedding areas. And they're going to be 20 to 50 yards downwind on the downwind side of that bedding area. If you can put yourself in that transition, we, that's a win. You know, we both have um, stands set on north-south trails mm -hmm. that are hunted those times of year. Yep. Um, and you'll see some big boys there. Oh, yeah. You know, um, and that's, you know, those are good ones to be in um, morning or night. It just depends how you have them set up. Yeah. You're not going to be in a morning and night. Yep. A lot of people say, we go back to what we've talked about. A bunch of times that all day sit stuff you're still not sitting in the same stand all day no you, know, you got to get up and move yep i mean your morning stand shouldn't be your nightstand yeah you can be in the woods all day but you have to move <laughs> yeah you gotta move because in the let's just say in the mornings they're coming to the bedding areas right okay and in the evenings they're going to the feed right well those are nine times out of ten are not the same location right and if it, your transition is that tight i mean Wow. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta reset that up. To me, it sounds like you're in trouble trying to get in and out anyway. You're, you're already pushing the limits every time you're going to that stand. Yeah. You know, so, you know, you're still gonna travel out of those same, you know, and you, you could have a stand, it might only be 100 yards apart. Yeah, you oh, know, gotcha. From your morning to your night, but it's a big difference. Yeah. You know, if you're, if you're 100 yards on our morning stands, your property or mine, yep. and 100 yards from each of those stands the other way, is a huge difference. Oh gosh, yeah. In in uh, topography or layout, yeah. You know how how things change as winds change and thermals change throughout the day. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, you're sitting in a stand all day. You know, we'll both say it right now. You're gonna mess it up. Yeah. I'm sure we'll get some people comment on that, which would be great. Yeah. You know, but we've seen it. We've tried it. Doesn't work. It doesn't work. <laughs> No, nope. you educate more deer than it's worth, and you end up blowing deer out and uh, losing a lot more opportunity percentage-wise. Yep. You know, that's a big don't. Don't educate your deer again. Like we've talked, you guys hear us harp on this all the time. Do not <clears throat> educate your deer going in and out. Do not educate your deer in your stands. If the wind changes, then you have to change. It is what it is. Yep. It's part of hunting. You know, put the effort forth to be successful. You know, think ahead. I know. I know, dude. But, yeah. 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 Correct, sir. I, you know, there, there's going to be people out there saying, and this is going to be a gun hunter. He's <laughs> going to say this. Yeah. That you can sit in the same stand, same stand all day, and you can with a gun. You oh, sure course. can. Because I know when you and I used to gun hunt, I know where our stand was <laughs> and how it was positioned at that time. Yeah. Way back yeah. off between the two areas. Well, you can cover hundreds of yards. You have a rifle. So who cares? Yeah, it's you way can, different. If you can <laughs> shoot, yeah. Then, yeah. It's, you're not shooting your bow 300 yards, you know, this no, way or that. No. So, yeah, in a, in a gun situation, which we don't care about. The fact. You can do it. Yeah. You can sit in a, you know, in a lone stand all day. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, bow hunting-wise, it's still, like we preach, entry and exit has to be right. You know, like Carl says, and I agree with you, I, I feel it's a slower time. Yeah. Can you still shoot a buck? Of course you can still oh, yeah. shoot a buck. Yep. Um, I think you, 
I think the problem with this time of year is people get restless yeah. and get bored and think, I need to move. I need to go do this. I need to do that. You know, so, and we do it every time we get in a stand. <laughs> Everybody does. If you say you don't, you're a liar, in my opinion, because every time you get in a stand, you're like, I should have said that. Contradict yourself. You always do. Yeah. So you made a decision, and if you made it off of what you know and what you've researched, and previous experiences, give it the chance. And it's a good decision. Yep. And it's your best decision. Yep. So that's why you're going to sit there. So sit there, sit it out. Doesn't work. You decide what you're doing for that evening, then or the next morning, or whichever it may be. You know. So don't get up and move an hour into it. No. Unless something goofy happens and your wind swirls in on you, and you got to get out of there, then get out of there. Or you kill a big buck. Or you kill a big buck. That's a good time to move. Yeah. It is a good time to move. Yeah. Good time to move. Get your buddy. Yeah, you know. Get your knife. Yeah, take some pictures. Take some pictures. Yeah, you know, make some cocktails. Yeah, that's afterward. You know, make some stuff up. That's right. <laughs> make some stuff up. Do some things. Elaborate. Get some stuff done. Strategiate. <laughs> get that all done. We appreciate you guys listening. Hopefully that answered your question. Uh, you know, you guys like we're talking about. We're in the first week of November here, and and that's kind of what we see happening here in southern Wisconsin. Uh, of course, the next next position is going to be locked down we'll talk about that next week so we appreciate you guys listening if you get a chance remember to subscribe hit the reaper in the lower right hand corner if you want to listen to the podcast check us out on google iheart apple spotify rss.com youtube amazon 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 yeah we're everywhere baby i'm telling you it's happening we also appreciate you guys (laughs) If you want to check us out on Instagram, you check us out at Rush Outdoors, W-I, all one word. Or you can check us out at The Obsession Podcast Hunting, all one word also. Lowercase letters. Good luck out there. Reach over. Shoot up, baby. Anyway, he ended up showing up and uh, snort wheezed him in to 12 yards, maybe. Not a ton of blood on there, but it looks pretty good. Immediate blood on the ground. We'll go see if we can 